Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 96. Welcome back, Adamantamaniacs. I am your host, Adamar Harrison. Thank you for tuning in to today's Stay Home edition of the podcast. And this is an episode I'm actually really stoked for because we have the awesome hard rock band Hailstorm back on the podcast. Hailstorm, of course, have one of the most badass leading ladies in rock and roll music, and that is Lizzie Hale. So we had Lizzie back on the podcast the first time she was on with bassist Josh Smith, and this time she's on with guitarist Joe Hottinger. So welcome, Joe, as well. And it was such a pleasure speaking with them again. One thing, much like I said in the last episode with Brett Kissel, that's actually a benefit of, of doing these over Zoom or, or any program instead of before show is that you have a little more freedom of, of, of time. And same thing for Hailstorm. We were a little crunched on time the first time, uh, so I couldn't wait to get in front of the band again. Even this time, Joe had to cut me off at one point because they had another meeting to get to. But we definitely had a lot more to talk about this time. So, of course, I talked to Hailstorm about what they're up to during this time of the pandemic and also some of the cool things they had done just before. But one thing they really wanted to share with everybody, and now I really want to share with everybody, is a campaign they've just started, which you can find by searching hashtag RoadyStrong. And what it is, is it's to raise awareness for the road crews and all the other people behind the, behind the scenes, behind the stage, that make a live show what it is, because obviously right now they are all out of work. And I'll let Lizzie and Joe tell you more about it in the interview, but look up hashtag RoadyStrong. There's all kinds of very cool merchandise where all the proceeds go towards road crews. So again, hashtag RoadyStrong. Now, before we get into the podcast, often we have a band on. We do the Adamantium Recommends segment, and we did it last time. We had Hailstorm on the show, but we're going to do it again anyways. So if you're new to Hailstorm or you're just curious about what my favorite songs are by them, here are five songs recommended by the Adamantium. So one of the main reasons I wanted to do this is because the song Vicious became one of my favorite songs last year. It's from the album of the same name that came out in 2018. Oh my gosh, check it out, it's so good. Also from that album, I want to recommend the song Do Not Disturb. Then from their 2015 album Into the Wildlife, I want to recommend the song I Am the Fire. And then from their 2012 album The Strange Case Of, I recommend the songs Love Bites, So Do I, and the song I Miss the Misery. And that's it. So have a listen. You might know those songs already, in which case you're either going, yep, those are awesome picks, or you're going, hey, I would have picked this one. But that's the whole point. So enjoy. And if you're a Hailstorm fan that is tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the first time, for one, thank you guys so, so much for having a listen. You, there's so many, so much content out there that you could choose to listen to, and you're listening to this one, and I very much appreciate it. So thank you very, very much. If you do like today's interview, I'm sure there's plenty others that you might enjoy. For one, there is a previous interview with Hailstorm. So I would very much love it if you hit that subscribe button. Also, if you could leave us a rating and a review, that's even better. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. All right, and that's enough for the shameless self-promotion. Let's move on to today's episode, and that's episode number 96 of the Adamantium podcast, featuring Lizzie Hale and Joe Hottinger of the awesome hard rock band Hailstorm. I hope you enjoy it. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. 
and we will see you very, very soon. So how are you guys, how are you guys keeping sane at the moment? Um, we're hanging in there. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're really busy. We're, we're writing songs and being creative and doing a lot of this stuff and trying to help out our road family and you know, yeah, he's got her show every Friday. I know, I I sort of show every Friday. It's, it's funny the things like, you know, we just kind of like, we wanted to spread ourselves around and like, and do a lot of you know, just put, put that positivity out there in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, interwoven into that because we're, you know, we're writing an, another record. Maybe by yeah. the end of this, we'll have, we'll have two records. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a, record. an isolation record. And yeah, isolation. Yeah. Post-isolation record. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was funny. I was just talking, I had a comedian on one of these episodes right before. And I was like, do you think when people finally go back to comedy clubs, it's just going to be all isolation jokes for like the first year. Like, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, I've, uh, I've seen you guys have been up to a lot of stuff and, and I mean, for one, you guys are a band that tours a lot. <laughs> yeah. So um, this must be very strange for you guys being home this much and all the time. And yeah. uh, did you even have a home before? <laughs> Did yeah, you have well, to buy a house to isolate well, it? Well, it was well, time to buy a house. You know, yeah. bought, all of us, all of us, pretty much have bought our first house about five years ago or something like that. Four years ago. Yeah. And um and uh, and and now all of us live here in Nashville, so we've never been hmm. so close, but yet so far away because yeah. we can't together. That just like happened. But um, it's weird. I I don't think I've ever been home. Not this uh, long. This long, yeah. probably in over fifteen years. Yeah, and you know, our house is always like our vacation, like get off the yeah. road, like chill out. And now we're just stuck here. Yeah. And it's yeah. cool. You know, we've set it up awesome over the years and we didn't realize obviously there was a virus coming and we'd be stuck here, but it's mm. perfect for it. Yeah. So we're able to be creative. We're in our studio. And yeah, I see you guys have an awesome setup back there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. we can hang out and make music and do whatever we need to yeah. do. And uh, it's, it's nice. actually. The, the weirdest thing is that during this particular time right now mm-hmm. is usually when we'd be out on some summer tour of course yeah so I realize that i've never actually been here during this season because all of a sudden like there's all these flowers that grow <laughs> at, like around the house and we're like we, what have, is that? Flowers. we have flowers <laughs> i didn't know this you know it's, like, really, it's blowing my mind <laughs> yeah yeah i actually too bought my i bought myself an electronic drum kit just oh, to nice. yeah yeah just to like keep because i always play but my my drums are at my my parents house in the basement and i'm in an apartment now so obviously not allowed and uh something i was going to invest in for years and then i was just like well now's as good as time as any yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so do you guys do you guys remember like at what like at what point were you on tour at the time when all this started to happen and at what point were you like oh shoot are we gonna have to cancel dates and we you know I remember hearing about it. We we finished our album cycle mid December. Uh, we were over in like Japan and Australia doing shows, and mm-hmm. I was like, I remember we had like an eight hour layover in Malaysia, and you know, it's not China, but it's it's in the it's in the, the area, the continent, and and uh, we we're like, I wonder how safe this is over here. And this was December, and it yeah. you know like it wasn't. I remember. I feel like I remember thinking something about that. Regardless. 
there was some murmurings of something going on even before mm. we we did that ship rocked yeah. cruise at the beginning of february and obviously news is, was already starting to come out and mm. like right before we got on the ship like that was when the first cruise ship was quarantined and we we're yeah, like oh great uh, great <laughs> and uh then we got an email the day before and it was like if you've been to china in the last two months you're not allowed on the boat and we're like oh crazy we, we, and we went anyway and yeah. had a great time with all those people and all those bands but everyone got sick after that it was yeah but we, i think that always happens yeah i think that it's just germs but <laughs> it's like <laughs> people all stuck on a boat for five yeah. days shaking yeah. hands and doing selfies but um but yeah uh you know we had slotted this time you know to to make a record anyway so we were one of the lucky ones mm-hmm. that really have a tour we did have dates you yeah, know we had like that 10 we, shows or something in, yeah in april that we had to cancel obviously mm-hmm. and then a few just one-offs festivals and stuff maybe a few small headliners here yeah. and there but uh it is it was meant to be a writing year so we got that going for us but that actually kind of worked out all right yeah. now it's like you can't get out so you have to write like right, write. Yeah. <laughs> no excuses and, now and yeah and and also the difference is right now is that like you don't have you know there there really isn't a deadline so anything goes you right. know it's like yeah. like if we were if it was normal right now, we would be starting to get into the studio and recording mm-hmm. like for real. So now it's just like, okay, well, let's write more songs. Let's write better ones. So um, yeah, let's try to top what we got. So uh, so we're lucky, but you know, there's a lot of people and a lot of our peers that were depending on that had just released records and we're depending on these summer tours. Yeah. To, and to mostly promote. the crews oh, yeah, of dude. all the bands, you know, which is why, yeah. which is why we kind of dove into that roadie strong thing yeah so tell me a little bit about that so you know we like every band most of the bands that we know have put out some special merch or something to help benefit Mm -hmm. their crew we did um like a month ago and it's been a killer response it's been like 400 some shirts sold and it's all going right to the crew any proceeds we're just splitting it up with them and uh but beyond that like beyond just our crew you know like all the crews you know like we know so many people that work for bands just you you know you go to a festival and there's 10 bands worth of gear set up on stage and you know like all 30 people <laughs> just yeah. work on the stage you know just because you've seen them so many times and mm. and these guys man had the rug pulled out from under them and yeah. and uh, a lot of people have you know the whole world has really but but the crew like the bands the the crew's family you know those, those are best friends and Literally, they know us better than our family. Yeah. yeah. So what we wanted to do was just kind of create a broader awareness of it. So, you know, we've been um, asking people to, first of all, it's really easy. You can either literally Google hashtag Rody Strong and mm-hmm. the first couple links that come up go directly to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just go to livenation.com slash crew nation and donate whatever you can if you can't and so we're asking but if you can't donate um help create awareness uh mm-hmm. you know go online you know create a video or or write something up tell us your roadie stories tell us what that means to you and so it's been a tremendous response like all of our rockstar friends have done it a bunch of our fans have like posted about their experiences with the crew and and because i, I think that in a lot of ways people aren't necessarily aware of how much they do and how much of the rock show that they go and see mm-hmm. and the performance that they go and see um would not happen you know without these it wouldn't it wouldn't happen without these people you know it's like we don't just magically have our guitars always in tune yeah. or lights just happen to appear you know or the, it sound great you know um 
they, they're literally like they're the, the venues don't already have that set up for you <laughs> <laughs> it's just magic um yeah and, and you know they're literally the first ones in and the last to leave and yeah. um and 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 during this time what we realized you know and what we've been thinking about a lot of is that as bands as and as like people you know that are the poster child of the rock show we get to do things like this we get to talk to you we get to do live streaming we get to do a bunch of different things that Mm -hmm. like we that maybe if if needed you know would make help me make uh ends meet and everything but you know these guys that are on the road that have literally sold their soul to the circus for Mm -hmm. years and it's their life it's the only thing that they know um are struggling right now because they don't have that outlet and they don't have, you know, they're looking for other work or maybe they're thinking about choosing another career now at this late stage. And so we're just trying to kind of have their backs as much as we can. Yeah. They have our backs. So (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Time to return the, (laughs) return the favor. I know it's tough because especially with you, you can't even plan anything right now because nobody knows how long this is going to go for anything. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it hit, when it really hit the Toronto music scene was uh, Pearl Jam was the first band to cancel uh, mm. here. And they were like, it was like the opening of their tour. Um, there were still bands with shows after theirs that were still like planning and stuff, but they were like the first one. And then that's kind of where the mu- hit the music scene here. We're like, oh shoot, this is, this is a real deal, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, our first cancel thing, like, so right at the beginning of March, right before this all, two weeks before everything started getting shut down, a tornado tore through Nashville. Like, yes, just, yeah. Like, devastated the basement east, this killer venue. As if you and, need uh, anything else right now. Yeah, and uh, so, th- and I know a lot of people helping, I heard a lot of people that helped clean up basement east got the COVID from just that interaction. A lot mm-hmm. of the people that were just there helping. So we were doing this show with uh, the Rock and Roll Residency who are like, you know, just one of the great, rock bands one of the, some of the great dudes they play for gene simmons and ace freely and one of them is nick sept i mean they're just yeah. killer and uh we we're gonna do some songs with them us and a bunch of people yeah, and uh the whole rock and roll community was just getting wow. together all the, for this benefit yeah right tornado relief and then <laughs> i think it was like, like two days before or something yeah, we all like, got on a call we're like i i think we gotta do it, yeah. we gotta cancel like i think it all has to stop in a conversation yeah. you know like how a lot of people are coming in from out of state to see this and I would feel terrible if somebody got sick or even died, like just because they wanted to see us play a few stupid songs, you know, like, <laughs> I can't, you know, you don't want, you don't want that weighing on you. And we're like, we just can't, we can't do this. You know, we gotta, yeah. we gotta wait. So that was when it was like, Oh man, this is it's real really now. real. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then of course our April shows were canceled. Well, postponed, postponed to yeah. September, but we'll whenever. see how that goes. <laughs> Who knows? It's yeah. crazy. So what, uh, what about now when you're writing, new material how are you guys including your brother and 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 josh and how's that working i've been uh likening it to uh to a a a relay you know as in like so for right now you know i have a i have like a station and i i write a song and i I do it very simply just so the world is open so it's just it's me and a a guitar riff and Mm -hmm. a click so like my voice guitar riff and a click i write the song i pass the baton to joe and then build it up build it up and we pass it to the other guys which hey boys what do you, you know, think what do you think cool. <laughs> well when we get in the studio we'll yeah, work we'll on work it, yeah. it's, <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's interesting we're being creative and writing and and it, it's it's um it's actually been um you know to just kind of like shed some positive light it's been really cool because i've been personally this whole time has caused me to not only look 
inward, but also outward with the bigger picture. So like I've been writing a lot of songs that I don't think I would have been writing right, um, yeah. if it was normal. So, uh, so in that aspect, I'm, I'm actually grateful for the time to, mm-hmm. you know, to keep doing that. But, you know, we miss hanging out with our buds. I miss jamming with them. Yeah. Right before this all hit, um, they were right in this room with us every day. We were just like jamming every day and, you know, hey, what do you think about this idea? What do you think about this? And I miss that, you know? Yeah, of course. My, it's, my, my best friend lives in the building next to me. And it's like, you can't even, I can't even go next door. Like, it's like we can kind of see each other from our balconies. And like, yeah. Just get some like megaphone. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, but there's also like, I'm right in like Midtown area of Toronto and there's just like stupid amounts of construction happening too. So oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Who is that? Who you is can that? see, yeah, I was going to say, this is my, she's being real needy right now. My, uh, this is my, my isolation partner. Hold on. <laughs> Say hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> this is Kona. Hi, Kona. So, hi, Kona. Yeah, luckily, actually, I was lucky. I just got her in February. I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so I just got her in February, so which actually worked out very well. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. She's, uh, I adopted her from um, a rescue in San Antonio. Cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So Luck- cute. Lucky puppy. She is. She is. She's spoiled. But definitely needs a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah. But and she's growing up in this time of the coronavirus. Like, she's what's going to happen when you have to leave? Right. Like, she's going to be so used leave. to me yeah. being home all the time. That, yeah. yeah. Anytime anyone says Corona, she's like, what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her name, I know. It's and her name is so close too. That's like, she was already named that. And then people, every time I tell someone, it's like Corona. I'm like, no, Corona. <laughs> no. Corona. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time and helping us spread the roadie strong word. And yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'll I'll include a link too in all our in all our posts about this, so um, people can see it on there as well. Yeah. That's, that's so, awesome. You're, 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 that's it. Just helps. Well, we, thank you, and thank you guys for for taking some time out of your day, out of your writing, to oh, anytime and say it's hello. Good to see faces. Yes, <laughs> yeah, friendly <laughs> faces. I don't know if you remember we we met Lizzie and I met once last year. Yeah, where was that? Danforth at was the it, Danforth. Was, yeah, okay. how do you? you yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. So, Joe, it's nice to meet you. Last time, Josh, Josh was with you. So, oh, gotcha. Okay. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was nice to be able to do this because I think we got cut a little short. So, I actually had a couple of questions like left over from last time. Oh, oh that's perfect. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks again. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about some of the other things you've been up to, um, Lizzie. I see that you've been hosting your own show. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and sorry, it is called um, Raise Your Horns. Raise Your Horns. That's it. Sorry, I just discovered it this morning. So that's okay. Raise your um, horn. I listened to the episode with Brent Smith. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been on our show, so oh, that's um, awesome. I figured I would listen to that one. And well, I, I I got to tell you, I um, since starting that show, I have uh, mad respect for any interviewer that I've ever met in my life because you know I'm usually always the interviewee unless it's something mm. like some like fluke situation like you should interview your brother you know or something yeah. and um and so this show uh i got called kind of out of the blue from uh linda perry um mm-hmm. of four non blondes and she's also obviously she's a legendary songwriter and her and i have been friends for a couple of years and she called me and i'm like hey how you doing and so we talked about the the you know the corona thing for a second the pandemic thing and and uh, and then she's like hey I, I have something to ask you like would you um 
be willing to, you know, be a part of this thing that I'm building. Um, and basically I just need you to do like a 55 minute show into an hour and, um, and it can be whatever you want and call it, just tell us what you want to call it and what you want to do about it. Um, so basically what they're doing is that they teamed up with music cares during this whole thing, but what, but their format, what they're mapping it after is like old school MTV before it became mm. like MTV before it became popular. So mm. there's all these old school cause there's Matt Pinfield on there and Tom Green and um, Donita Sparks from L7 and like, and you know, and obviously I, I was never on old school MTV, but I'm like the yeah. new kid. Um, but it's been so much fun because uh, well, not only do I always know when Friday is now, mm -hmm. which is helpful. I know. Okay. Show day is Friday, but um uh, but it's, you know, it's just nice to like connect with people and kind of push out in the world, like all the things that are near and dear to my heart. You know, we, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about, you know, mental health awareness. We talk about the importance of rock music. We perform, I get to interview my friends. We get to talk about all that stuff. So it's just, it's a nice outlet. And, uh, but again, like I said, mad respect because now I gotta, I have, I have to have my script. I have to have to make sure that I have like it timed out you know it's a yeah. it's a whole racket but i'm enjoying it, it. it's it's a i listened I've, I've gone back and this is now this will be like the 96th episode and i've oh, gone wow. back and listened to the first couple and i'm just like oh like no. some <laughs> cringeworthy moments and stuff but yeah. i think that's the same in everything i've talked to some bands and stuff and they're like oh we listened to our debut album and we're like oh what were we thinking when yeah, we wrote we these lyrics like, like yeah right. so, it's yeah. the journey it it's is. beautiful yeah. I, well, my favorite is like, I always think about what do like, what does like Blink-182 think when they're still playing like, everybody hates me when I'm 23. Like I know, like, right? And they're like 45 with beer guts. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so have you gotten kind of used to it or have you? Um, I'm getting better at it every week. Uh, yeah, you know, like the, the, first, the first one was, I was really nervous and it was just me. Mm -hmm. um and or the first two i think were just me i didn't have anybody on and then i ended up having my brother on uh because yeah. he's a bundle of energy and um and that was a lot of fun and then i'm like oh it's actually like i should like ask all of my friends and like maybe occasionally like we could have somebody on because that was a lot of fun to like interview somebody and um and then it kind of exploded because i asked like all of my buddies Mm -hmm. And they all said yes. So now I'm like booked solid every week with like somebody else, which is kind of awesome. So I, last week we, I had Amy Lee and yeah. you know, we kind of broke the internet for a second because, you know, she's got this massive, the star power aspect to it. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, that, the week before that I had Rachel Boland from Skid Row. And this week I'm talking to uh, the Churko, um, uh, Kevin Churko and Kane Churko. Mm -hmm. uh, just legendary producers um yeah. kevin started with mutt lang back in the day so it was just like one of those things producers, oh, yeah. Have, yeah and producers have some of the best stories of it yeah. because they've worked with everybody you know so um my the hardest thing i always found with interviewing is like those those pauses when you're waiting for someone to say something and it's like oh do i what do i jump in with here and <laughs> yeah, it and it's just yeah. like it's just the patience actually because yeah the longer you wait the more they're gonna feel like they should say something too right so i like the trick. awkward silence yeah trick. it is it's I, I live in it i bathe in it yeah. I, I like, what are you gonna <laughs> say? hold out longer yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can hold this all day yeah <laughs> yeah um I, so you mentioned Amy Lee, and I, I noticed that you had just done, like you guys had always done this, the duet of, of Break In Live, um, mm -hmm. and now you guys kind of did one in the studio. Um, how did, did you guys, was it during your show that you guys decided to do something like that, or? 
and not really, it was always a live thing because that was years ago. But then what ended up happening is that anytime that her and I, you know, were in the same town, like, like if she had a day off and came mm. to see our show, um, we would, it was like tradition. She, she's like, should I bring my microphone? You know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. So we'd surprise everybody. And so it became this kind of like, almost like, you know, weird, just tradition thing that like just kind of bonded our friendship. So, um, you know, we're, we ended up uh, going into the studio and doing uh, just a different version mm -hmm. of Break In. And then uh, our producer, Nick Raskulinitz, had this crazy idea. He's like, he's like, you know, when Amy comes in, we shouldn't do it separately. We should do it together. So basically this performance it was done um, in the same room, two microphones and us performing together as a duet from beginning of song to end of song. And I think it took about six takes or something like that to actually like get it all the way through. But it was, but it was, it was uh, insane sounding. It was crazy. Yeah. This was yeah. last yeah. September. We, yeah. we recorded an EP with Nick last September. And yeah, so it's coming out, I think August, this summer, August, yeah. but, uh, but on her show, they did, uh, they, they just recorded a special one on Lizzie's road. Just a, like a here. live thing. Yeah. Just a live thing. Like Lizzie sent her the video and then she added her stuff to it. And, it was so good. That, even that was so great, man. The way their voices blend is like, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Have you ever gotten to do an Evanescence show? No, no. Not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. I mean, like, we toured with them, but, like, yeah, I, yeah. Haven't, I, haven't, I haven't surprised anybody. What, <laughs> song, what song would you choose to do if you oh, have the opportunity? Honestly, um, I've always been a fan of, uh, of Going Under. Okay, yeah, yeah. Off the first record. My Immortal's great too. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the classics, um, but honestly, it, like, still sends shivers down my spine. Dude, it's such yeah. a great song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Amy's. Isn't where they're doing it with the orchestra. I know. Yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. We, we talked a little bit about a little bit about that um, on my last show, and it sounds so unnerving because the orchestra was different every single day. Mm -hmm. It was some local orchestra, so they were going on stage every night, not knowing what was going to happen, just trusting that this local orchestra did wow. their homework. Yeah. And so I'm just so like, it wasn't oh, a touring. God. It wasn't, it wasn't a touring orchestra. It was. Yeah. It was just an individual really? every night. So That's like, cool. so it, I, like I, I saw it in her face. She's like, dude, the first night I was nervous. Yeah. And like, this has been like, I've been doing this forever. And I was like, I hope this is, and, and what do we do if it, if it screws up? Like, what if there's a catastrophe? And it's like, well, we're just going to have to pick up and be a rock band, be a rock band yeah. and do it you know so um i'm like i and she's like by the end of it it was so freeing and we got to you know like discover something new about ourselves as a band through that so yeah very cool very cool and uh joe i noticed that you have a similar hobby of mine too and that's photography oh yeah and I, I was it. yeah i was checking out some of your uh your your work on on instagram and um uh so it looked like you you mostly shoot in in film um, no, I don't. I've never messed with film. Uh, no, eh? I, it, a, it had that like kind of retro look to it. Yeah, I love the way film looks. And I, I guess, you know, I do just a little bit of editing on stuff. But uh, yeah. I just have a Leica, uh, an M10. Nice. Nikki Six would be proud. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it, it's cool, man. I, I hadn't shot with a rangefinder before I got mm -hmm. this. And I rented one because they're, they're expensive as all hell. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had to try it first before I could commit. And then it like, it, I'd, I'd been taking pictures for years and I kind of stopped because I got like a, you know, a point and shoot, not a point and shoot, but, but like, a, a I got my first, like, it was like, it was like a point and shoot, like, a, and it shit just isn't as fun when you can just like hit it. I, I like working, you know, just all yeah. manual, everything. And you got to look at it and kind of guess the light and try to hit it, you know, and luckily it's not film. Cause I would have, it'd be a million 
<laughs> ruined pictures, but uh, no, it's just fun. I, re I really enjoy it. It's another creative outlet and something to do. I've been really working hard during this whole. The photography came after the, the guitar. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's it's funny because he, he started taking photos during our, pretty much during our first record. Yeah. Um, just to like document stuff. But yeah. like you have such an eye for it. And like, I, like no, you do. It's like, it's just, it's awesome. It's like every time you're like, hey, can I post that? I'm like, yes, post that, please. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, put it out there. So yeah, I'm glad people are starting to notice. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, for me, it's, a, I think too, it's a craft you can also get lost in, like, especially for you guys. And I'm sure you've done like when you're touring, you can just go get lost for a couple hours and wander yeah, around we, with it. And we're yeah. urban hikers on tour. We just yeah. we stop. We just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See where we end up. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's something to do. Get some exercise and be creative. And yeah, I don't know. I like it all, man. It's just, uh, I'm just a fan of a lot of the classic guys and I've been taking these classes and learning about lighting and portrait lighting. It's, it's great. Very cool. Very cool. So do you, are you like me? I have like this mountain of editing that I never get to. <laughs> well, I, you know, I did that. To, I'm caught. I stay caught up. That's, my, That's the one it. thing I like really try to do, except for like la this week. I had like 500 <laughs> pictures. I spent like a week and a half. I was like, I'm not doing I'm not going to do that again. I, I forgot to attack that, but yeah, it's uh, whatever. It's, I appreciate you noticing. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I, I've been playing catch up in this isolation period, just like, but you can, I find you can only edit for so long before your mind just goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all these, actually, all these were taken by me, behind me. Yeah, you probably can't see them too well, but yeah. That's awesome. And you have prints available, I believe, too. For yeah, our, yeah, yeah, you know, well, like uh, the end of last year, I bought a, killer printer um a big canon uh image prograph 2100 and it you know i just wanted to see i wanted to hold the picture because it's different when it's on the screen mm -hmm. and as opposed to holding it and uh i didn't really have too many plans to print things it was just kind of for me and to give give out and try stuff but i'm such a big fan of, like jim marshall and neil preston and and uh like some of the just documentary type mm -hmm. photos you know and the way that they framed them and like we, I have a collection of prints from uh, the Morrison Gallery, like yeah, yeah. Some, some great stuff, Bob Gruen one and um, Mary Sear. And, you know, I always love, I just love the way they look. They sign it down there, there's a little caption with it and it's framed in like a black frame with a white mat. And I just love the way that looks. So I'd, like, I want to turn some of my shots into that. You know, that I have some cool ones of Lizzie and, and I just decided we were here and I had like, I kind of brained it out. I've been listening to a lot of these stay at home with Leica things that uh, they've been doing during the uh, lockdown. And uh, I learned a lot and I was like, oh, I can do that. Like I have all the paper, I have a ton of paper and <laughs> just got to do it, you know, and people liked it. It's been a good response. It's been fun to send out those things. Well, keep it up, keep it up. I've been enjoying them anyways. I was, you know, I only, like I said, only discovered it yesterday, but I was, I, I went pretty far down. <laughs> oh, scroll, thank you, man. Scroll. Yeah. Um, and then Lizzie, I noticed too that um, this, this very cool band that I discovered just a few months ago, The Who, um, as in H-U, not, you know, yeah. adultery. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but you did a version of Song of Women um, with them, which is really, really, really cool. Oh, thanks. Um, Tell me a little bit about that experience, because that's like such a different, unique style. Um, was that kind of uh, an undertaking to go into that? And 
Yeah, uh, they they approached me um, out of really out of the blue, like all of a sudden, like my manager's like, hey, like I got this call from the who and I'm like, oh, the who and like, no, the HU. I'm like, okay, what's that? You know, and um, and uh, I went and researched some of the stuff that they did. And they're like, yeah, they're they, they're but they have like a weird request. So basically, and I've never done this before, because usually like if I'm going to collaborate with somebody, it's either like I'm guesting on top of their their existing song or we're writing a new song together. Mm -hmm. Um, but this was an existing song and I got on the phone with their management and they said, okay, what the boys want you to do is they want to take, they want you to take their existing song and just think about all of their vocals, the Mongolian, you know, throat singing yeah. as instruments and write a completely different song on top of that, like using the existing song as your base. I'm like, okay. So they said it's, it's called Song of Women and it basically, it's, it's about, you know, everything starts and ends with a woman and all of yeah. that. So he's like, just run with that and do whatever you want. And so I had like full, like creative freedom to do whatever I want, which is scary. Cause of, like, that was like the direction. Here you go. Yeah. So I worked on it for a couple days and then um, one day everything just kind of like clicked and it just kind of fell out that way. And I like end up showing it to, to Joe and the guys and like, I think this is special. And you know, um, like, do you think it's done? And, and like, everyone's like, no, this is like Olympic style stuff. You know, it's like kind of epic. It's, it's something, it's a style I've never like worked with before. Um, so I sent it in and like immediately, like 10 minutes later, everybody's calling me. They're like, this is perfect. This is exactly what we wanted. Um, would you be willing to do the video when we like do it? I'm like, yeah, of course I'll do the video. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so like they went, they came to Nashville and we did the video and, um, and then, you know, we just, they just recently released it and it's just amazing. Like the reach it's been having, like people are like retweeting or like, or discovering us or whatever that would never like be caught dead at a hailstorm concert. So it's like, it's been really awesome. But, um, the most beautiful thing about that band is that, you know, they don't speak a lick of English. Right. So every time we see each other, we're just like, Hey, hi, like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. and uh, it's good vibes. It's They're good vibes, just dudes. great vibes. And, and their live show, like if, I don't know if you've ever seen them live. Oh, I haven't. Like, I mean, I only you, just you, you have to. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like a spiritual experience, but hard rock, you know, it's, yeah. it's cool. But yeah, I don't know. It's and just like, to the core of what makes music great, they just have it in spades. And yeah. Fun. And I don't remember the last time that I saw a band you know, and maybe it's like Sigur Rose or something like that. Uh, but, uh, but like a, a band that it doesn't matter whether yes, you, yeah, you understand don't know what they're saying or don't know the chorus, you know, or, or whatever. You feel what you, they're saying. You, you do yeah. all of a sudden. Like and I, when I saw the entire crowd do this, I'm just like, everybody's just started being like, yeah, the yeah. it was cool. Yeah, I think it was, um, I mean, it's the same with like someone like, like Ramstein. You kind of get what yeah. they're saying without exactly. really knowing what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's still yeah. a great show. <laughs> I can't remember actually who was that. I, I, I think I had been to a show or something or had shared something about a band that, not, not obviously not the same as Mongolian hard rock, but um, was, wasn't in English or something. And it was actually on that topic. Someone was like, you should check this band out. And that's yeah. I first heard them. And, uh, the power yeah. music, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about too. Um, I'm a huge, I'm a big soccer guy. I grew up playing soccer. My dad was like, a, my parents are Irish. So oh, awesome. it was in my blood. Um, and I have seasons tickets to Toronto FC and our next game before the season was postponed was against Nash Nashville. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> Nashville FC. And so, um, I saw that you got to do the inaugural guitar riff. Yeah. For 
Nashville. So, I mean, that's something we, we've never done anything like that here. Um, so tell me, is that something they wanted to do uh, like at every home game? Um, yeah, that basically. So like the, the irony is that I think I was the only one that ever got to do it because. Right. Because they never had a second home game. Yeah yet yeah but, um, so i've actually been doing a lot of things with them because it's like okay it was just me um but yeah what an honor uh it was something that you know the nashville SC and, and also you know the entire city of nashville so basically you know uh every soccer team has this tradition is what they were explaining so like i think like atlanta has like a, they like, they, they like hammer it. a stake or something yeah. into the ground and so you know nashville being such a musician town um you know, they're like, well, you know, we have to like get someone to do the riff. And so, uh, so, but you know, it'd be great to have somebody local and whatever. And who do we got? Who's home? And, uh, my friends at Gibson were like, well, Lizzie Hale's home. And they're like, well, you think she would do it? So like, I got this email. I'm just like, this is so weird. So I had to write, like, just, I had to write a 30 second riff, which is very difficult by the way, to sum right. up everything in 30 seconds. Um, Describe yourself in, 30 yeah, in 30 seconds. Seconds. Yeah. one sentence. <laughs> and, then, and then recently um, they gave me a little bit more time and they're like, can you record a video of you doing an, a minute riff? So we get like something a little different. Yeah. And, and, um, and they were they're They just re-aired that first show just so everyone can be that first game, just so everybody can be yeah. like, okay, we, get your soccer fix on you know mm. these poor athletes man yeah, like, what a terrible time to start a team I know. not not you know unknowing to them unknown <laughs> yeah, there was, i think there was two new teams this year too and it's just like yeah they didn't, they didn't even get like i think it was three games before the the season was and it's such a great momentum in town for the team like there's yeah. a lot of people oh my God. at that stadium Probably. and oh, it was yeah. just killer and uh hopefully they can maintain it yeah, yeah. So what kind of inspiration did you have? Like, did you, did you, did you know much about soccer before? Or were you kind of most um, from the music, like a musician standpoint? I, I'm, I, I, I know about soccer from being a spectator. Um, right. I, I, but the last time I played soccer, I was in like elementary school. I was, right. I was not good at it. Um, but <laughs> sports were never really my forte. Yeah. We're I, not big like sports folks, but, but love any, going to games. Any, any, like, any live game. game. Any live game. The energy there. is like the magic um, stuff, yeah. you know. Fun. So, so there's that. But, uh, but yeah, so like the inspiration, you know, they, it was the bigger idea for me. Yeah. Because not only am I representing um, being, you know, now a newly a Nashville musician and the city of Nashville, but I'm also representing uh, the rock side of that like there's a tremendous rock community here that not a whole lot of people are aware of everyone like kind of made fun of me for moving here they're like what you're gonna go country and i'm just like no there's a great community here all the good rock bands are out here um so i wanted to to do a little bit of that too so so in my 30 second riff i'm like i'm including some black sabbath and some sound garden like not not specifically but like inspired by yeah, yeah. you know inspired by some heart and a little of my own flair and everything and it was a lot of fun you know, you go up on that stage in front of that amount of people when it's just you. That was work. an experience. You know, yeah. it's like it I've, awesome. I, I've maybe done that once or twice before, like singing the national anthem or something right. like that, but not, but not like just up there playing a riff in a very bright yellow shirt. Um, <laughs> that was great. And uh, but you can feel it. Like, and I just thought, I, I literally did think in that moment, like this is what sports is about and this is yeah, what yeah. the game is about but this is also what music is about to me to be so, honest so. there's not like um a whole like there's not i think 
you know, sports and music can really kind of meld in one. Like there is that, at, there's an atmosphere at a game. It's probably what you guys love about it because it probably reminds you a little bit like a rock show. Yeah. Yeah. The rock, the, you know, the, the musicians are, are kicking a ball rather than strumming some strings. You know? yeah. yeah, there's unity yeah. and everybody's the, the same. It's all walk of life. You there know? is even music like people singing in the stands. Yeah. And... But, yeah. Hey bud, we actually have to get to a meeting um, in two minutes, so. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Running, running me a bit long here. So, um, but thank, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for, for taking awesome. some time. Uh, you, man. Yeah, it's really great. Keep it up. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what you guys, the new material you guys come up with. So. Appreciate it, man. And, yeah, and thanks for helping us, you know, promote the Roadie Strong thing and being a. Absolutely. A and uh, we will catch you the next time you're in Toronto. Oh yeah. It, it, yeah, I can't wait. It'll be a party. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I bet you can't wait. All right. Thanks guys. Thanks. Bye. The Adamantium. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.